So we're at the seventh day of the festival of unleavened bread, where God commands the seventh day to be a great feast for us. And in this week, these seven days, we were commanded to remove the leavened bread from our midst, to take it and remove it physically out of our homes. And he goes, God goes on in the Exodus and he tells us, when our children asks of us, why do we do this? We are to explain to them why. And we are to tell them that this is a picture of how and a reminder of how God saved us from slavery when they, he brought us out of Egypt, when he brought his people. And of course, today we even have a greater fulfillment with Yeshua, Jesus, who went to die for us, who laid his life down to save us from our Egypt even today and to grant us not only a temporary inheritance of a promised land, a land flying of milk and honey, but actually an eternal inheritance this time that will never pass away. That is eternal salvation where we can dwell with him. But I want to ask you a question today regarding this feast. You know, when God, the reason we do this is is God, when Israel left Egypt, we see how they didn't have time for their bread to leaven up. They didn't have time. That's why they had to leave in haste. They had to leave that immediate hour as God called them out and they left with unleavened bread. That's why this is now called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But similarly in your life, what was it like? You see, when God, you know, there was this moment in your life where Yeshua, where Jesus came on the scene and he called, he said, my son, my daughter, I am here. Come to me. That's what he said. And he called you out of your Egypt. He called you out of the world and all the pleasures that Egypt had, all the conveniences of Egypt, the nice food, the food that is different, that is, that is really our sin. And we, we had this choice to follow Yeshua, Jesus, but that means we had to leave a lot of that behind. But see, in that moment when you had that choice, what did you do? Did you, when you heard his call, immediately go and leave everything behind? Leave everything and just run after him in haste you left. Because see, when we read the Exodus account, God actually says, and they were driven out of Egypt and they didn't have time for their cakes to leaven. So were you, when you were driven out of your old life, did you stay behind a little bit and hope for your bread to leaven up? Or did you throw it all out and leave it behind? Because see, sometimes, and some of us, we try to actually bring our sin, our leaven, into this relationship with Yeshua, with Jesus. And we think that, you know, we can sneak it in some way. We can we, we can wait a little bit around more in the world and then we'll, we'll come and we'll follow him. And then we'll take some of our leavened cakes that have had its time to rise and we take it into this relationship with Yeshua. But see, brother and sister, today God says, and at this feast, he says no more. You will remove this sin from your midst and you will not bring it into our relationship. That is what God calls of us to do. But see, it's interesting because as I just mentioned, the leavened bread represents sin. Now, the question is, why did God choose to use 
bread, leavened bread, as the symbol of what sin is to us in this feast. Why bread? You see, he could have used many things. He could have used something that is even evil in this world to represent sin, but he chose to pick something as innocent as bread. I bet you if you walked up to someone on the street and you asked them and you told them, you know, my God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob told me to remove leavened bread from my house this week, throw it all out and consider it almost as evil unto me. They would look at you and they would say, you're crazy. What are you talking about? There's there's nothing wrong with bread. It's not evil. Bread is good. Bread is fine. And you see, even in the world, you know, we as humans, we disagree on many things. We disagree on what on finances. We disagree on politics. We disagree on religion. We disagree on and it causes even wars. And so but if you go to anyone on this earth, just about anyone, and you ask them about their opinion of a piece of bread, they'll tell you, well, it's bread. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, eat. it's good that you eat it and you get full. There's nothing wrong with bread. But God comes and he says, well, this week, bread is evil unto you. Bread you remove from your midst. Why? Why would God do that? You see, there is a great deep lesson, something he, need, he wants you to see. And that is that even the most harmless, most innocent things on the face of this planet can become the most dangerous thing in the world unto you the moment you lift it above the true bread. The moment you lift it above the word, the word that became flesh. You see, brothers and sisters, anything in this life, even the most innocent thing, is, is dangerous when we lift it above God's word. We have the example of Yeshua who spoke about the leaven of the Pharisees and he pointed out that the Pharisees had this thing. They had leaven. They had something that, that, you know, at the appearance thereof, it's innocent. The appearance thereof is, is harmless. And that was their tradition. They had many traditions they hold on to. And many of these traditions are really seem to be harmless. But the problem with them were that they were being lifted above the word of God. And because they did that, they couldn't even see the true bread. They couldn't see God's truth anymore. And Yeshua, he told them the following. He said, John 6 verse 58. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and died. He who eats this bread shall live forever. You see, Yeshua was pointing out to them that they were looking, they understood, they believed in God's word regarding what Moses wrote. They believed regarding the manna that came from heaven. They were believed in all these things. But Yeshua saying, you know about the manna, you know all these things and you understand the rules and you try and keep these rules and you keep the feast of a land, but you keep everything. You are obedient in that way, but yet you miss what the point of the manna even was. Because if you were filled with my spirit, you would understand that the manna is actually pointing to the true manna. The manna that fell in the Exodus is actually just pointing to me is what he said. And he was trying to show them the wickedness of their hearts where they have lifted their traditions and their their laws and their beliefs 
above what the word of God is and says. And really the root of this issue is a heart of pride where are we become as puffed up as a leavened bread. That's why it speaks about the leaven of the Pharisee. We have pride in us because the moment we tell God, Lord, this thing is more important than your word. We are speaking from a heart of pride when we say this or that thing. And brother and sister, it doesn't matter how innocent it is. It doesn't matter. It can even be something as innocent or as harmless as a child. You see, the Israelites had that issue in the Exodus. They were there. They had the 12 spies that were sent out. They came, some of them came back with a bad report and they heard this bad report and they lifted the bad report above the word of God that said you will enter a promised land. And they held on to this bad report instead. And because they were afraid for the sake of their children that about these giants in the land, they didn't want to enter. And so see something as innocent as their children has become a stumbling block unto them because they lifted it above God's word. I want to ask you, what is your leaven? Is it a job? Is it a family? Is it a possession? Is it finances? Is it money? Oh, none of these things in their essence are evil. They're innocent. They can be harmless. But the moment that they become more important or they get a hold on you, they become more important than God. They have become the single most harmful thing in your life. And see, brothers and sisters, the question really is, is how do we partake in the true bread? How do we partake in the true manna of God, who is Yeshua, the word who was there from the beginning? How do we do it? I don't want to tell you that it starts from your knees. It starts with a heart of repentance. It starts with a heart that cries out, Oh Lord, I don't want to just keep rules. Lord, I want you to rule my heart while I do it. While I'm obedient to you, I want you to rule my heart. I don't want to do it with an empty heart. I don't want to do it. I want to clean all my closets from your living physically while I still have some innocent looking bread there in the corner. You see, it's easy to look at the big sins in this season, to look at something like pornography or a a hate or unforgiveness, which are great. And we must look at those things. Praise God. But it is easy to overlook the innocent things that may even be a bigger issue. The things that we don't always see, the things hidden at the back of our closet, that little piece of living. That's what God is after in this season. He wants to do a full cleansing of your heart. He doesn't want to just do it on the outside. He doesn't want to do just the the seemingly big things to you. For him, the biggest things are the things that you don't always see. The things that you need to get on your knees and beg him to show you before you can see it. Those are the things he's after in this season. Because see, brothers and sisters, the big things, at least we know about them. The things we don't see are the ones I'm afraid of. I don't know about you. But I don't want to come to him and hear about the things I didn't know about or didn't see. Rather, let me know about everything so I can know what I'm dealing with and take it all head on. So I can make sure that I call these things out to God so I can be cleansed of my sin. So I can repent of everything that I know what to repent from. And so when we eat that unleavened bread, when we eat that matzah, that unleavened bread who is Yeshua, he is unleavened, he is without sin. And when we eat of it, let us remember why. Let's not just do it as some religious formula. Let's remember why. Because he is the unleavened bread. He is the bread 
that was pierced. He is the bread that has its stripes. He is the bread that is bruised. And he is the bread that was broken for us. And when we partake in him, we partake in something that can actually truly fill us. There's nothing else in this world that can fill you. The only thing that will truly fill you is Yeshua. Fulfillment that your children can bring. Fulfillment that your job can bring. Fulfillment that your wife can bring. Fulfillment, none of that can compare. And yes, those things are innocent at first glance. But none of that can compare to the fulfillment you must first receive from God. Because if you try and receive fulfillment from those things that God was supposed to give you, you will make them an idol. Because you will put them up there in a position where only God is supposed to be in your life. Because you think that because they're there, they can give you some fulfillment. Put God where he is supposed to be in your life at the very top. And then everything else will fall into place because he will take care of it all. Brothers and sisters, I hope this teaching has blessed you. May God bless you and keep you. And may you partake in him, he who is unleavened, he who was broken for us, he who gives us new life. And then you will truly be satisfied in this season. And then truly your homes will be cleansed. May God bless you and keep you. Shalom. Thank you.